Welcome to Three Letter Thursdays, a Marvel Street podcast. And welcome, Tom from Supreme Coffee. How are you, man? I'm really good. Thanks. Very happy to be here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for just dropping in and getting on the mic. It's always a pleasure to drop in at Marvel Street. Yeah, man. We've known each other for a long time. Yeah. It's been a few years. For sure. So I don't know. 2012, I think. Yeah. I was living in Ireland and I dropped back to some? Australia. That's right. You brought us some coffee from... 3FE. Well, yeah, it was has, has been. been. Yeah. It was the Bourbon. It was like the... <laughs> La... Was it the... I don't La, remember. Illusions? La Illusion was one that I was in love with. It's the most bur- likely I brought bourbon. that back. Yeah. I remember that now. That was such a good coffee. I remember putting it in the, in the grinder at Bayleaf back then. Just went, wow, this is like next level. Steve Leeton. Leeton? Yeah. He would have been roasting coffee back then. I didn't know how good his coffee was because that was the first coffee job I had. Oh, uh, yeah, right. I didn't know that people didn't weigh out their doses and their yields i didn't know that wasn't normal yeah right. <laughs> like it, when i started with colin in like 2010 i had no idea that that was unusual yeah well they were, they were definitely market and coffee leaders back in that back then yeah they probably still i mean they still are right mm. you know but uh yeah that was 2012 or 13 and i i remember you were you were roasting um and we made a kenyan chemex i think oh that's right and it was it was lovely uh like it was i remember saying oh i think Maybe, like I think it was an espresso roast and I put it through the Chemex and you were like, it's too dark for that. And like, it's okay. It's still really good. I like it. I do vaguely remember that. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the coffee. Usually I remember the coffee, but it was a long time ago. Um, but yeah. I've, I've, I've always you, you, like, it, Bayleaf has always been a thing for me, like Byron Bay, not even Byron. I didn't even associate it with Byron. I just associate it with a, a cafe that was just done so well in terms of the service, the food, the coffee, the consistency, the vibe. It's just... Yeah, cool. Yeah, I love it. And they're, they're, they're currently... They're doing a good job still to this day. I mean, yeah. No, I, I can't take credit for that. Oh, but, uh, well... I can, we can take credit for the, for the coffee um, assistance and training and, yeah. and ensuring the quality is there for sure. Yeah. But Dan and Nikki do an amazing job and yeah. they've definitely taken it to another level. And I think back then you were um, producing your first record. Is that right as well? Oh no, that would have been my second record at that point. Yeah. Or I'd, I'd, I was kind of just touring. What is it with music and coffee? It. Yeah, it's a, it's. A, I think I know exactly what it is. Is it what? Is it the tempo? It, I don't think it's so much the tempo. It's the transients. Like if you're a touring musician, you know, if you if you're actually giving it a go and you're doing it as close to full time as possible, you need to be stepping in and out of a day job. And there's not many day jobs yeah. that let you step in and out. Yeah. But making coffee, you can step in and out of that. Yeah. So a lot of musicians and artists and graphic designers and anyone who's trying to give it a go in the creative realm, they end up in the coffee world. Yeah. 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 Ease right. of transition. I've never thought of it like well, that. Like there's obviously a strong correlation. You always yeah. see it. But we think Ant is a drummer. Yeah. Mark was a drummer. Yeah. Mark Schubitz is a drummer. Yeah. You know, the, all those guys are drummers, right? Yeah. And they're all coffee. Yeah. The Hoffs are, he's a, he's a music, yeah. music guy too. Yeah, James Hoffman. Yeah, all right. Yeah, he, James. Yeah, want to hear some music? Yeah, um, I haven't heard any of his music. I'd love oh, to he's hear that. big. And did, and did you shred yeah. too? You're a surfer. You shred. I've seen you surf. I've seen you pull off some great, some great floaters. <laughs> I was like, wow, that guy can do a floater. <laughs> <laughs> I remember talking. I remember. I remember, I remember um, having a coffee with Will like, ages after I met you, and uh, and we've been surfing, and was like, dude, he's been surfing for like two years, and he can. He shreds. 
I, I used to, I grew up bodyboarding oh, yeah. and I go hard at something when I learn it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm as, I'm, no. I shred. I'm saying I know. when yeah. I, when I learn something, I, I go all in. Yeah, so it's like music, yeah. surfing, coffee, cool. anything. Yeah. It's like living yep. the dream. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's, you don't, you don't look at it that way when you're doing it, but yeah. then you go, oh, that's pretty that's nice. Yeah. If everyone out there, um, Tom works for Coffee Supreme. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, is it, it's an Australian brand. It, what, what happened was they started about 23 years ago in New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. And then a couple of the guys came and started in, like, just kind of, not quite broke off, but they, they just had this kind of, uh, they had a go at starting it up yeah, in Melbourne. In Melbourne, yeah. Doing, like, um, Justin Emerson and his wife. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if she was wife at the time, I'm not sure. But I think, I'm not sure when Heath was there. Maybe Heath was soon after. Yeah. But those guys. Oh, big in Melbourne though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, for sure. It was like the magic was invented by them, I think. I think so. I mean, yeah, I wasn't yeah. there for any of it, but yeah. I... I just I, remember it. It seemed like it was a hu- huge yeah, thing. It was a big thing. Yeah. It's a big thing. And then they moved up and, and uh, bought Cup. They bought Cup. From Josh. Yep. He's another legend. And that's where I was working. And Josh is, yeah, yeah. 100% a legend. Yeah. And, and, and uh, they're kind of setting the scene in, in Brisbane, I think, you know. Maybe. I mean, that's that's uh, that's... I think that's a maybe from the outside it seems that way for me it seems like we're still trying to introduce people to us yep so it's it's interesting man like yeah, well, we don't all, feel like we're setting the scene I, at I th- all I think it always feels like that hey like, yeah that's true yeah well, I mean, the, reality, the reality is always different right yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, uh, all the thing we were talking before about the battle you yep. know the big guys battling you know, the big guys are moving in and Throwing away, throwing around free machinery and, and yeah. low $20 and a kilo, you know, blend prices and how, Pretty, that, how, yeah. how that's affecting the specialty world. I mean, that, that, you know, and I think that was a discussion that we had was just that that's no longer specialty, right? That's, that's commodity. I think that's a fair call. That's it no is. longer specialty. And it just depends. So if, you know, if, 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 if we, we had this discussion, I'm going to say it here because you know, all of you 112 people that are listening you know, <laughs> care about this. It's like, you know, you're flinging like, you know, if you get, if you're tempted to fling twenty two dollars a kilo of coffee and free machinery, or twenty four dollars or twenty five dollars a kilo and free machinery, like someone in the chain is getting screwed, and it's none of us. No, it's not. It's not the cafe owner. It's not the roaster. Uh, it's not the machinery manufacturer. It's definitely the farmer. And there's just no way. The numbers do not add up. Uh, you know, I, I don't care how efficient and how many robots there are in your systems at $25 a kilo with free machinery the numbers do not add up the and the numbers add up to being the farmer being um um screwed yeah you know and and but the question and, is and, and and to me that's commodity so that's not specialty but who's well, whose fault is it like who's at fault is the person who's demanding that like a, it's the is it is it the cafe owner who's I, trying to make money is it the the cafe owner who can't convince their customers that this is a better way the customers are demanding a certain level of quality. Is that level high enough? Do they do they know enough yet? Well, how do we how do we make hey, them want cups, better coffee? If they're selling cups, they you, know, you know, and the coffee's obviously good enough for them to sell cups, but that's not the point. You know, you, you shop you shop with your wallet. Like you know, um, if you do the sums, I mean, you know, I think you know it's probably just a bit of greed. Oh, because because it could be because you can you can shave the hours and you can shave the food costings and you can do all those things and the farmer can still get the money that they need 
to operate, you know, mm. but it's greed, you know, it's the kilo price, the greed, you know. But it's hard, can you, I mean, you've been a cafe owner, so you know, and I've got a business on the side as well, so I know what it's kind of like when you're looking at supplies, looking at costs, and you're going, okay, we need to make money here, what can we do? And if the, the temptation yeah, the, of... The matte black powder-coated machine with a peak grinder and an EK sits on your bench for 25 bucks a kilo or 30 bucks a kilo. Temptations there. Yeah. I find it hard to... I think your, your call of like just harden up, buy your gear, make amazing coffee and like get people excited move, about move, it. And move on. Yeah. And move that's on. A, that's a great point. Yeah. But I do... And be an indie. I do empathize with the, the, the owner that, that really that gets tempted by that price yeah. and the gear. Ultimately, it comes down to the customer, right? Like... Yeah. We, we need to educate customers that specialty coffee is amazing. Are you talking about customers or like on which level? The, the customer of the cafe. Yeah. Okay, because cool. if their demand is for high quality coffee with transparency all the way through the supply chain, mm. then they're not going to be afraid to pay five bucks for a coffee. And then you can pay. Yeah, but how, how, the, the, how do you, how do you, how do we educate how, that? How, how do you educate that? How, how, you know, it's transparency is... Do you, how hard is it? I mean, how, oh, how, how, yeah. how do you... You know, do you put a big sign up saying we're transparent? We're ethical? You know, it's, <laughs> it's so hard, right? Yeah. Well, the it's, sign, it's the really sign's got to be see-through. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. they'll be like, oh, wow, well, well, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the windows have got to be clean. And I, um, and I think that's one of our battles, right? You know, that's yeah, definitely, oh, definitely one of my battles and our battles at Marvel Street. But I'd like you know, to... But, but also the people that are serving Marvel Street, like, understand that our product... You know, there is integrity in pricing and, yep. and producers are being well rewarded for producing amazing coffee. And why is our coffee awesome? Because the green's awesome. Yeah, and because you are highly skilled and take a lot of care in the roasting process. But there's a, I wanted to tell an anecdote now because I've, I've told it to you before, but the listeners don't know it. I knew a person who would not respond to me. They were using um, Coffee Supreme's coffee at their at a cafe he worked at a few different cafes this guy and he just wouldn't respond to the idea of recipes or consistency um he only responded to the idea of um intention and love which i think is a beautiful idea but not necessarily not by itself yeah without knowledge mm, yeah mm. and I, I couldn't get through to him that he needed to be was, more he was consistent. a brister was he he's a brister all right got it and then when um he came into contact with nico and nico was like a, a lot more direct and intense with him about the way to make coffee and the way to make it great um he he changed i remember that moment he changed but but but, but, and i wanted to say that because the 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 idea of education is that we want to educate the customers but to get to the customers you got to get to the the cafe owners and the baristas the baristas educate the customers so it's a long road but you're you're doing it thanks man yeah yeah and i think that's what this podcast is about yeah you know and we, we we would sit down and talk about these frustrations weekly on a Thursday and it'd be like the Thursday you know punch on it's like what can we do better like, you know and, 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 and you know hopefully, yeah. hopefully this platform allows um, um, uh, you know constructive um, conversation and, yeah and, and, and a platform for our customers to understand what we're about yep. you know and, and yeah um, um, it's so nice to be able to have you know, you come in from Supreme and sit here and talk to us about this. And, and you know, I, I know we're, we're friends first, of yeah, course, yeah, first yeah. and foremost, but that's nice as well. Um, I don't like the idea of a really combative yeah. coffee industry or scene. I think it's yeah. really unnecessary. Yeah, no, I, 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 was, I, was, I was texting someone yesterday, um, you know, um, 
one of our friends in the industries, you know, they got a new sales rep on the Gold Coast and, and, and Brisbane and, you know, strategically, you know, those bags of coffee at every single one of our accounts. Oh. And I'm like, and I'm like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I love you guys. Love you guys. Let's, let's all work together because we're the small guys. We've got to stick together. Yeah. We've got to stick together. Not, yeah. not steal business from one another. Just work in a complementary manner. Totally. And fashion in a way that yep. supports the specialty industry. And, um, and what's specialty? You know, specialty means that, you know, there's integrity and, um, and transparency. And mm-hmm. we're all working together towards a better world. And uh, it's difficult to do in something that's so commodity driven. You know, so, For sure. So um, education is the key. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your favorite coffee? I, I'm not great at that, nailing this down, but I, out from memory. Just the one. Just that one cup. Uh, I had um, a Finca Tamana. Ah, cool. Um, years ago, an Aeropress. Finca Tamana Colombia from Timon Yep. Yeah. And I just, it was yeah. just like, I want to have this every day for the rest of my life. It's just balanced and beautiful, like a little bit floral and sweet. And just everything was just in Perfection. that perfect balance. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, there's amazing canyons and there's incredible Ethiopians and they've all got their place. But this was one of those... If I had to choose one coffee every day for the rest of my life, it'd be that. I think it's a Colombia. I love Colombians. Well, then that question, Colombia or Kenya? <sighs> Colombia. Yeah. If I had to have one, I love Kenyans so much, but it's got to be Colombia. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when choosing your wife, would you go for the, for the, <laughs> for the hot chick <laughs> who, who, who can't string three words together? Or, or that the other chick who meets the standards, but is amazing no to hang out. No with. comment. <laughs> hey, is it for one night or for one week or one year? Well, you you marry it's the, it. it's the it's forever, man. Yeah. So I think that's that's the question. If you say, what's your favorite coffee, just for like a wow Columbia. effect, or is it for like you know the rest yeah. of your life? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's funny because I remember we were talking to Craig from Caravella, and he said like, uh, Bourbon Talima, you know. And I actually would agree that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. So, so you guys are obviously like, you're beyond teenagers in the coffee industry. And, yeah, yeah. It's like and, region, and so region variety. Yeah, you've, you've reached, you've reached Colombia. <laughs> whereas I'm, I'm still like in my infancy and in love with Ethiopia. And uh, one day I'll get beyond the hot chick and, and go. <laughs> no, you, you, you know, you, yeah, no, I think, I think that, you know, a lot of people do like Ethiopia. As, yeah. as their preference. Ethiopia is amazing. All right. Mm. Yeah. Perfectional consistency. Mm. I am a perfectionist by nature and it hurts. And I would say that consistency in terms of sustainability and customer experience, consistency trumps perfection. Yeah. And perfection can lead to inconsistency, real bad results. Yeah. Mm. You can get more nine and a halfs out of 10 and at the same time get quite a few twos out of 10. Yeah. A, because you, you end up going for smaller windows and weirder places and also because you can slow down service. And you yeah. can get a 3 out of 10 because the coffee is at 9 out of 10, but service it happens isn't. 25 minutes later. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. If, if, the serve, if the coffee doesn't arrive on time, then... I'd rather have 8 out of 10 every single yeah. time. And not, as a rep, I'm, I'm, not much of, I'm not repping as much anymore, but it's still part of my job. Yeah. I taste, as you guys would, you taste tons of coffee at a lot of different places from a lot of different roasters. And if I could get eight out of 10 for every cup I got, I yeah, would just be, stoked. oh my God. But um, mm. Fergus is um, a <clears throat> Sydney coffee legend. Yeah. And he started a project. All we went down and was like, okay, 
and the project's called Eight Plus Everywhere. <laughs> so that's so funny. Eight that's plus, great. Eight Plus Everywhere. That, that's our goal. That's amazing. Eight Plus Everywhere. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like we're not looking for nine plus. Those ones will just happen through through the magic of being consistent. Yes. And then that that cup just arrives, but then every other cup is eight plus. Every cup, eight plus. Every cup. Yeah. And it's just so. This is you know water, you know knowledge in brewing equipment mm. all those things are being set up correctly having the right water a lot of people get do stuck a lot of people get get stuck on perfection i know yeah. why, i know why i do yeah yeah I know that's I but that's what we have to do we have to dive down that rabbit hole so other people don't have to yeah, yeah. we can come flow out the other end <laughs> flow rates yeah. we just had a play on the decent coffee machine. machine and um yeah, that's that's kind of where the perfection versus consistency came you, out. You blow yourself up on the third espresso, right? So too many cups of coffee. Yeah, a decent coffee machine's like this. If you don't know what it is out there, it's like a it's a machine that's been built by John and a crew out of Hong Kong, along with Scott Ray, I think, as advising. Um, and it's like a you know you can control all the facets of espresso making. Mm. It's got like a um, temperature control, flow controls, um, pressure control, and you can vary all those variables. Uh, at any time within the brew but funny enough we just pulled a shot out of the regular espresso machine that was super tasty yeah yeah it's because we controlled all the other variables yeah you can get amazing coffee tasting uh, amazing tasting coffee out of the decent it the clarity is incredible complexity and the butteriness yeah but you you know if if you've got (laughs) it's a wormhole yeah if you've got to knock out you know a hundred coffees you don't want the decent. Like, that's not the machine for you. <laughs> no. You, 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 you don't want to try and get nine out of ten. But the you, question... It, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. Right, no, I was just going to say the question is, one, once that, um, like Nico mentioned, that that is a glimpse into the future of coffee machines in the commercial mm. world. If that is, and we do give baristas the ability to play with more variables, <laughs> are their lives going to be better? <laughs> is the coffee going to go from 8 out of 10 to 9 out of 10? Like, what, yeah. what is the outcome? Yeah. Yeah. How much better can it get? Like, when I came back to Brisbane 10, whatever it was, 8 years ago or uh, 9 years ago. No, shit, it was yeah. t- 2012, so whatever that yeah. is, 6 years ago. The difference in the general coffee level in Brisbane now compared to back yeah, then yeah. is huge. Yeah, it's massive. Mm. It's already at, uh, it's so massive. much better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, yeah. the state of coffee now is, it, it is I, I, I so much better. Well, I, I don't think there's an issue at the moment with equipment. Like, like equipment's, not, equipment's good enough. Yeah. No, totally. regardless. Yeah. In, in our current world. I mean, you could use the worst grinder and almost the worst coffee machine. Just, I mean, an entry level, you could have an entry level Lamazocco, an entry level grinder, whatever that might be, mm. and still produce epic coffee. If everything else is good. And yep. I think that's, you know, in saying that, I did have some of our coffee at Bam Bam this morning out of a peak. And oh my Lord, that was just wild. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Mm. Wild. But like, uh, that's, that must be very good because I've been standing next to Nico when he's tasted his own coffee. I've had the other side of the shot and he's gone, it's acidic. It's crap, sour. And I was like, actually, it's just a little bit acidic. It's really good. <laughs> and that's why I don't... And there you go. There's perfection. There's perfection. But, you know, can, uh, I, can I say, if you had made that coffee for me, uh, I, would have seen, I would have seen the positives in it. And that's, that's like my character for Yeah, that's no, that's, I get right? that. And you that know, is... Like that's never perfect for me, but someone else makes it for me. I always see the positives in it. Yeah, you know? that's that, good. You know. That's hard for you, but that's good for everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are you are you similar to that, Joe? Yeah, 
Yeah, very much so. Sometimes yeah. when Joe rides his bike into work, sometimes he'll stand in front of that batch brewer in his socks and soaking wet cycling gear because it's been raining and make four batches of coffee before he serves one. <laughs> and like, yeah. and like, there's more water on the ground from his socks than there is, you know, <laughs> than, than, than there is coffee in the, in the pot. You this, know, is, like. this is certainly true the last couple of weeks. It's been very mi- wet and miserable. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, the you, ride has been soggy and... Yeah. And and new grinders and new brewers and and then installing RO and different flow rates and it feels like every time I went to the machine something had changed and yeah but uh, we're it's there like, yeah the we're coffee, there. Uh, coffee's, coffee's easy now what are we drink? I didn't brew this and brewed this this oh. is amazing I came to work and there was coffee made oh. <laughs> and yeah what is it Sagastume oh yeah the Honduras. Honduras it's beautiful yeah super uh, a different tasty, variety huh? there as well. Mm. Do you want to ask the last question? The future. What's the future, Tom? Where's coffee going? Oh, I think there's there's two possible directions. Well, there's there's three. Let's talk like there's there's the automation side of things. Mm. That's that's totally speculative, and everything about the future is always further away than people suggest it is. Yes. At least four years. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm going to say probably 10 then. Like the idea of everyone having super automatic machines and baristas being a thing of the past. They're just service baristas, things like that. Yeah. I think that's so far away. Um, but I don't care about it. I think if you make a good cup and the customer has a good experience, I don't give a shit. Because mm. um, consistency is what matters. Mm. No, I, I, not- I went to an account today um, and they were putting an Uber milk in. You know, it's kind of like, so the, you know, the, there's a park press and there's, you know, automated yeah, volumetrics. There's volumetrics with you know gravimetrics with uh-huh. scales in the machine, and then there's milk. Yeah, you know, so it's like the the final. You know, the, the the next step is the next step is put it all together, right? Yep. You know, and produce this cup of coffee. But you know, uh, do you have a problem with it? Uh, if eight, eight if eight plus is achievable, then I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Does that make sense? Yeah. Hundred percent. I'm on you the know? same page. But, but where does it leave us? I think as where, long where, as where, where does it leave us? You know, like as in people and roasters uh i don't know man you know like i just uh there's always going to be room for the craft of coffee totally always but the always. craft is in the is in is in the ability to choose a the grain b how you roast the grain and c how you extract the roasted coffee yeah those three things so there's so much craft in that yeah you yeah. don't need the craft to be in tamping you don't need it to no, be no i agree in it's milk, steamed milk. no no you know, but um uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you, you can't operate in fear. You can't be fearful of the robots. No. Um, and a robots not going to give you the level of service that I think the humans going to give you. That's the thing. Like, but if it, but if it empowers the service, if yeah. it empowers the service, it mm. means that that labour can be put into people actually asking you how your coffee tasted and whether or not you'd like another one, mm. then that's pretty cool. That's yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty and, cool. But and whether or not a machine tamps it, and it's, I mean, whatever, right? Totally. Whatever. I mean, you know, like, if you're defined by, if you're defined as a cafe by how you steam your milk, I mean, then there's a problem, right? There's a, there's a huge problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But um, and I, I think... Uh, I spoke to someone about that recently about you know if we're defined by standing behind a roaster and turning a knob and mm-hmm. that made us exceptional because we turned the knob better than someone else turned the knob and and our roasts were more perfect because we're you know then we're doomed <laughs> <I> <laughs> hence, think, hence the lowering 
Yeah. Hence from, the lowering. From yeah. a cafe owner perspective, that's awesome. Like that, you know, if the robot's on, the robot's on. You know what I mean? Like it's not like certain people will rock up to a cafe and it's, ah, oh, damn, I didn't want to get a coffee from that barista. I was hoping so-and-so would be yeah. on. And that is just the I word. don't like that robot. Yeah. Like <laughs> the robot, right? Like the robot has no personality. It makes the same coffee every time and, yeah. and you know what you're up for. And that used to really bother me as a, as a barista, a head barista and a cafe manager. It's like I don't want but to be that but, guy but, that but people that's, want to love, love your coffee. I want them to love everyone's the, the, coffee. The experience as well. Though. And, and the cafe and... And it not be about the person who made the brew. Well, that that kind of gets towards the the next like sort of area of future of coffee that I was thinking of is in the industry of how we execute that education of the end consumer, mm. whether we bypass cafes or whether we really really empower cafes with more info, get the the customer wanting better stuff so that there is a place for specialty that exists, so where we can start getting our customers to charge what a coffee's worth. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, like, that is specialty, right? You should be charging more. Well, but they don't. No one does. I, I, no. I, I know, but this, is, this was my point about exactly. before. Was, like, was, the, yeah. was, the, was the big guys are coming in and charging less. Yeah. That's not specialty. So we Every, have to... Should, should, should be charging more. Everyone should be charging more. Like the, yes. The, 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 green, the, the green grower should be getting more money. Yeah. The, the roaster should be getting more money. Well, the green the, growers the, that are doing quality should get more money. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In that world. Let's just assume that the big guys are buying great green from great growers. Yeah, but it's along the, so the quality along the whole train, chain means that everyone receives a little bit more money and everything is better. I mean, you know, you go to a bar and you get a JD or you get a, a, a you know a Japanese whiskey, you expect to pay more, right? For sure, I, but, but, yeah, but, but, no but, but but that's not happening. That's not in our coffee world. No, you know, the, the, you know, guys are still. You know, they have to somehow justify um, the extra expense of machinery and charge $3.80 for a coffee or $4 for a coffee, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever it might be. And that's not happening. We need to sort that out. We do. And that's, 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 can you that's, write a song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we change this? Like, you know, like, seriously? Like, like, uh, like maybe, how can we do it? There must be a way. I think that what you're doing right now, the podcast, getting things, like getting, the only way you can do it is to just make stuff great. The enthusiasm... Like, I think I remember when we were first doing this in Dublin of trying to get people who'd never experienced good coffee yeah. in their entire lives to try something. Yeah. Like, you have to approach with enthusiasm, yeah. with like, ah, oh, give it a go. You know, what have you got to lose? Mm. You know what? If it's, not, if it's not the best flat white you've ever had, I don't even want you to pay for it. Yeah. Just take a seat. I'll take care of you. Yeah. Like, this kind of, like, really positive approach. Yeah, yeah. And this kind of, like, you're in a safe place. We're not going to bamboozle you with some yeah. strange, like, words. Or we're not going to go too high over your head. And this coffee's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. Yeah. You, don't, you don't come in with this, oh, I hope you like it. It's like, you're going to like it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's real good. Yeah, confidence. Yeah. Confidence, love, acceptance, just yeah. being like, we got to get this across to customers, like our customers, and our customers have to get it across to their customers. Well, let's hope that's the future. I hope it is. I think yeah. we can do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. I like that. Let's finish on that one. Yeah, great. great. Um, let's do the menu. Coffee Thank menu. You. Uh, do you, would you want to rattle off the, the espresso side, Tommy? Sure. Um, Cabanas, Honduras. That's what we were just drinking? Yeah, that's cool. Um, Buttery. Yeah. Not high acid, but really nice kind of sweetness. I reckon that's a, that's a, that was a tasty coffee. I like that. Mm. I haven't tasted El Paraiso to Colombian. Sparkling. Yeah. 
I think I've tasted it last year though. Did yeah, you get yeah. it last year? Yeah. It's, uh, and you've given me a bag from Supreme before. Yeah, right. Okay. So it's definitely a coffee that goes around. It's, yeah. So it's an awesome coffee. I, mean, it's, I think there's only like 100 bags a year comes out of there. 100 producers, 100 bags. Uh, Caravella usually. Uh, but I think they obviously sell to other. And you've got the Tanley. Tanley. Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan. Um, Pablo. Pablo Salguero. From El Salvador. That's the new one. That's that's that's, that's the bourbon. Bourbon, yeah. Just cupped that yesterday. Uh, fre- fresh into the roastery last week, and yep. um, El Salv, bring amazing. it on. Amazing. Um, cool. Lots of juice, orange juice, chocolate, really delicious. Can I taste it anywhere in Brisbane next week, or is we'll that? Give, we'll give you a bag, and you can taste it. <laughs> yeah, can taste great. It. We've got, we've Gabe's, got a Gabe's roasting a full batch today, cool. and um, so we'll be brewing that up and Sweet. order up. So I mean, that's a really good menu: El Salvador, Nicaragua, Colombia, Honduras. Mm. Um, and I will say before you go to the filter that I had the Santa Isabel, but I had it espresso last week. Yeah, cool. Ah, yeah. Whereabouts? Really good at Elk. Aye, Elk. Cool. Ah, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yep. Yeah. I was there yesterday, Stacy. Yeah. Mm. Filter. Filter. Mutuawati, um, that that has been in our batch brewer most of this week, and that that is just wild, amazing. It's the best Kenyan in the world. Yeah, it's uh, in my world. <laughs> I was just a, that's a huge call. I'm really excited to taste it. Well, it's the only one we're serving, so it's the only one I'm tasting. So in my world, it's the only it's the one. Best, the best and the worst. So, no, it's 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 been it's really like the awesome. It's like the last girl at the RSL. Yeah. It's the best one. <laughs> Sorry, I could delete that out. <laughs> you can't edit that. Don't edit that. That's Tony, man. Uh, yeah, lots of floral, uh, lots of complexity. It's amazing. Um, Antoniel uh, Sagastumi, drinking that right now. Interest, awesome. Interesting variety. Yeah. Um, oh, what is it? It's like a, a hybrid of the Caramo. Um, I've forgotten the name. But what, what is it like um, for... To, to for leaf rust or anything like that. Like I don't think so. I think, I think it's just like a another variety. Um, I will get the bag. Mm. Anyway, it's on the bag. I've yep. forgotten the name. Yeah, but it is it is a hybrid of caramel. Yeah, and that that one's another delicious coffee. Lots of uh, no red apple sweetness to finish off, and uh, El Paraiso, Colombia. Both sides of the menu. Yeah, super floral for a Colombian. Eh? Oh. You could yeah. you could be excused for thinking that's Ethiopia yeah, right there, absolutely. and that's why yeah. Colombians. Yeah, man, a little bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Hey, it's so such a diverse region. Is Santa Isabel still on the menu? Santa Isabel, yeah. Oh, uh, filter, uh, last batch. I have have not been notified if we roasted the last bag. At the moment, it's on the menu Good. and it's on the app. Good and and decaf this week's a blend. Yeah, we've got a blend of decaf. So Jurgen Chef in Colombia, get in it. It's yep. super tasty. Yeah. Um, Thunderbird is Las Noobs, La Roca, both Nicaraguan. So, and a bit of a bit of a roast profile change there. Just we're finding there's a few scorchies in there, so it's a little bit longer. Um, so you might taste a bit more body and a bit more sweetness this week. Um, and we've got Daily Grind, La Roca, San Sebastian. Are we doing Firebird? Is that happening? Well, Firebirds, it's it's definitely still being roasted. I think um, we we sent a couple of cafes. If you want to try the new blend, serving it. If you want to try the, but we haven't priced it yet because it's super expensive coffee. It was supposed to be like, you know, something that was not too expensive, but it's we've gone crazy and decided to put seventeen dollars coffees in it. Yeah, so the Tunley in so it. So the Tunley's in it, and it's the Alsaf Honey, um, same farm as Pablo. Um, but it's and it's and it's and there's a natural yerg on top, so it's like a milk based 
drink that is super sweet and worth a try if you want to give it a go just put in the comments section of your order yeah and it's 36 dollars a kilo at the moment 36 bucks a kilo has to be you heard it here first (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah okay it's gotta be it's like yeah it's wildly amazing yeah but a bit more like a traditional espresso it's like 2040 yeah it's not like um thunderbird profile yeah it's not like new school daily grind which is 2050 definitely you did 2050 on that yeah daily grind all our all our all our singles and espressos and daily grind are all same same solubility 2050 yep and then thunderbirds 2040 so like a 10% ebf and uh, um, yeah, Firebird, same profile. Um, amazing. So 50% EBF, 10% strength. Yes. Um, um, Firebird is more like that. But it's super, yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful with milk. And awesome with milk. It's just like, like Milo. And, sorry. Oh, Milo. You said the magic word for me. Milo. Milo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you a cup. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it was awesome. no notice. You're amazing. Such a pleasure. And right. nice to have friends in the industry yeah it nice. is really good it feels good but grind wisely with, cup honestly brew with confidence marvel street coffee thanks tommy